Hey, it's Nathan, and this is day 23 of the Bible in 90 Days. We're in 2 Samuel chapters 13 through 22. Chapter 13, the first in today's highlights, tells the sordid story of incest. Amnon, one of David's sons, falling in love with Tamar, one of David's daughters. When Tamar's brother Absalom finds out that Amnon has raped her, he's furious, gathers the king's sons, and has a party at which Amnon is murdered. Then Absalom flees for his life. In chapter 14, we find Joab, by strategically employing the services of a wise woman from Tekoa, persuading King David to allow Absalom to return from banishment. The process takes time, but eventually Joab is able to facilitate some reconciliation between Absalom and King David. Chapter 15, a chapter worth reading, tells the story of Absalom's conspiracy to take the kingdom from his aging father. Under the pretense of fulfilling a vow, and after stealing the hearts of the people, Absalom travels to Hebron with the king's blessing. Here he begins making formal steps to take the crown from his father. Upon hearing the news, David and the royal house flee for their lives. David was, and I quote, weeping as he went. His head was covered and he was barefoot. All the people with him covered their heads too and were weeping as they went up. Chapter 16 has three basic sections. The first tells the story of Ziba, the steward of Mephibosheth, offering support to David as he flees. The second section tells of Shimei, a member of Saul's clan, cursing and harassing the fleeing king. David took it, saying in part, and I quote, It may be that the Lord will look upon my misery and restore to me his covenant blessing instead of his curse today. The third and final section continues into the next chapter and tells how Hushai, a loyal advisor for David, deceives Absalom, persuading him to delay his attack on David and those fleeing with him, in direct disagreement with Absalom's other counselor, Ahithophel. Absalom follows Hushai's advice, and Ahithophel, afraid of what's coming, commits suicide. The final part of chapter 17 continues into 18 and recounts the story of Absalom's death. As David's soldiers head out to fight with Absalom's men, David appeals, and I quote, Be gentle with the young man Absalom for my sake. In the ensuing battle, David's men killed 20,000 troops loyal to Absalom. Absalom himself flees the excuse me, sees the tide turn and flees on his mule, getting his hair caught in a tree. Joab finds him and kills him. An interesting note in the chapter is that Absalom created a monument in his name since he had no son. Chapter 18 continues with David mourning the death of his son. And I'm quoting, The king was shaken. He went up to the room over the gateway and wept. As he went, he said, Oh, my son Absalom, my son, my son Absalom, if only I had died instead of you. Oh, Absalom, my son, my son. In chapter 19, when Joab finds out that the king is weeping over Absalom's death, he is incensed and tells the king, Today you have humiliated all your men who have just saved your life and the lives of your sons and daughters and the lives of your wives and concubines. You love those who hate you and hate those who love you. So the king got up and took his seat in the gateway. When the men were told the king is sitting in the gateway, 
they all came before him. The rest of chapter 19 details David's return to Jerusalem and the throne. In chapter 20, we find a troublemaker named Sheba, son of Bichri, a Benjamite, happened to be there. He sounded the trumpet and shouted, We have no share in David, no part in Jesse's son. Every man to his tent, Israel. Sheba gains a huge following and then proceeds to the town of Abel Beth Maaka, along with his fellow Bichrites. Amasa is sent to rally the Judean troops, but for some reason is delayed. In response, David sends Abishai after Sheba, along with Joab and his forces. Along the way, Joab assassinates Amasa. When the forces arrive at Abel Beth Maaka, a wise woman persuades Joab not to attack the city on account of one rebellious man. The townspeople execute Sheba instead and throw his head over the wall, and Joab calls off the attack. Chapter 21 tells us that during the reign of David, there was a famine for three successive years. So David sought the face of the Lord. The Lord said, It is on account of Saul and his blood-stained house It is because he put the Gibeonites to death. You'll remember, perhaps, that Israel, way back in the time of Joshua, had made peace with the Gibeonites. Saul violated that peace. David now makes it right. The latter part of the chapter records wars against the Philistines. Chapter 22, and this one's worth reading, tells us this. David sang to the Lord the words of this song when the Lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. I'll share a few lines here. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield, and the horn of my salvation. He is my stronghold, my refuge, and my savior. From violent people you save me. To the faithful, you show yourself faithful. To the blameless, you show yourself blameless. To the pure, you show yourself pure. But to the devious, you show yourself shrewd. You save the humble, but your eyes are on the haughty to bring them low. You, Lord, are my lamp. The Lord turns my darkness into light. With your help, I can advance against a troop. With my God, I can scale a wall. And that's all for today.